Where's this gumball machine now? How come it's not in the... Nathan won't let me bring apartment. it into the apartment. What? He it... gave you a gift and now you can't have it in your home? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a like big, it's... ugly gumball machine. It's not ugly. Right it's awesome. Next to the water cooler. Right? Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Prep Podcast, episode 113. Uh, Daniel, cousin, how are you this evening? Nathan, also cousin. I'm fine. And yourself? Uh, I'm quite well. I would like to welcome the other uh, members of our troop to the podcast tonight. I welcome, after a long absence, Chelsea. Welcome. What's a lumpy flesh dragger? Yes, Daniel, what's a lumpy (laughs) flesh dragger, please? (laughs) I envision something different every time I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) What did you envision this time? Uh, I think think what I initially meant it to mean was just like a real Neanderthal. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda. What? Welcome to the podcast this evening. <laughs> what? As she, as she snaps away from her phone. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Most welcome. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure to have you here. Uh, someone uh, other other than you. Um, Ted. What's? Uh, oh, yeah, Ted. Welcome, Ted, Ted to the podcast. Yeah. yeah he's working away. <laughs> um, Speaking and, of pleasure, uh, or the opposite of. Yeah, and the opposite of pleasure, we welcome back the intern again. I am also having some pizzle. (laughs) (laughs) Intern loves his pizzle. That's great. Um, Who here knows uh, what the energy represents for uh, 113, for 113? Ooh. Which uh, planets are currently in retrograde? It's got to be a a very lucky number, like 100 to the 13th. Like 113s? Yeah. <laughs> like like 13, the unluckiness of 13 times 100. Right. Okay. It was a solid effort. I'll give you that. But no, the energy represented by the number 113 expresses its sense of personal freedom. And how does it do that, Nathan? Ladies and gentlemen, it is a curious energy with a sense of adventure. And that's what we will have tonight. Curious energy and a sense of adventure for what I've heard from around the... Uh, Around the water cooler at Sad Sack Studios. He's gesturing to the printer. Quite a bunch of buzz <laughs> about tonight's lineup. Now I know. I know what you're going to say. We've heard it all before. Greatest this, greatest that. And I'm not telling you that this is the greatest lineup. I'm telling you that this lineup is in line with the energy of its number. And it is an adventurous lineup. Oh, that's a high standard. You know what would go really well in the office, the Sad Sex Studios office? Mm. A gumball machine. (laughs) That's what you guys need. I think I might just have one in the attic. There you go. Yeah. But real grimy. Like, you know, it has to look filthy and unused, Mm -hmm. but be full of candy. It's got to have like 10 year old gum in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's dusty in there for sure. Or it has like chiclets from like a Mexican restaurant in 1985. <laughs> One more peep out of you, Weisenheimer, and I'll butter your necktie. 
Hey, right. Speaking of, what does that mean exactly? Is he is he gesturing like I'll slit your throat and butter your, your collar and blood? Oh, buddy. What? Butter. Buddy. No. Butter no. your necktie. Butter it. Did you think he was saying, like, I'm going to befriend your necktie with my I, fist? Yeah, like choke him out. I think I think that's it's, what I do with my buddies. I think it. I think it's about slitting throats. That's what I think it's about. Right. So the blood is the butter, and it'll pour yeah. all over his He's top all, of his shirt because his his throat will be slit. It's old school gangster, you know, huh? See, huh? It's the thirties. It's a time of poetry and wonder. You were good, kid, real good. But as long as I'm around, you'll be second best. See? Wow. Wow. Okay, wow. we have a little housekeeping to get to tonight, uh, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys remember or how aware you are. I'm sure you're very aware. But the intern's attitude and performance as of late has been, well, it's uh, it's been a little it's trying. Not, yeah, okay. Sorry? Oh, how, how are you going to describe it, Amanda? Piss poor. Excellent Piss poor. descriptors. Piss poor. That's, that's correct. Uh, his performance has left us all wanting would be another way you could put it. So tonight we've just developed a quick little housekeeping uh, agenda here. We're going to do a quick megalodon quiz because that's where the insolence began. Several <laughs> that insulin. Oh yeah, he does need that. <laughs> Sev- several requests made for a very simple piece of information and uh, the intern could not produce that information and actually gave a little bit of backtalk and sass throughout the whole process. So tonight just a quick little megalodon quiz for the intern. Intern, are you ready? Uh, just so you're aware, Nathan, I did watch The Meg, so I know a lot about it. Did you think it was The Meg and you watched a movie about it? Like I, I, I barely had my eyes attached to the screen for like most of the movie. Well, we're not we're not looking to drone on here. We're just going to do a quick quiz just to, as discipline to show you, hey, it was just a simple request for some information. Why don't you buck up, okay? Okay. I guess. Oh. All right. <clears throat> So, the Meg's domestic box office gross was A, $162,443,742, uh, or $145,443,742, or C, uh, $149,443,742. Well, I just would like everyone to know that the answer is always C. So C. All right, and what does the name Megalodon mean? Uh oh. <clears throat> uh, big shark. All right, and uh, fossil remains of Megalodon suggest that this giant shark reached a maximum length of twenty-five meters, eighty-two feet. True or false? This is uh, gotta be true, Nathan true All right. so basically I just need to fill in uh, Amanda and Daniel and Chelsea here on what's actually happened so what I did was I told the intern I'm going to give you a quiz and I'm going to give you all the answers to make it seem like you knew all the answers because that would be funny but what I actually did was I gave him the wrong answers to That's see great. if he would actually look up the right answers and he <laughs> didn't do it nope why so, would I so the correct answer was B one hundred forty-five million, not one hundred forty-nine million. Oh, Correct see. answer was big tooth, not big shark. Tooth. And uh, the answer to the third one was false. It, uh, the maximum was actually eighteen meters or fifty-nine feet. So, in turn, consider so this uh, your lesson. 
The snow lesson. I know how to read. And that's all that matters. <laughs> all <sighs> right. How do you feel? How do you feel? Andrew? I feel like I've followed instruction and uh, was betrayed. <laughs> oh, now you know how we all feel. All right. Uh, I have uh, some grab bag items from Sad Sack here tonight. Are you guys uh, interested in checking any of that out? Yeah, you can <laughs> grab my bag anytime. Nathan. Wait, do you have your, your crispy piece of paper that you're going to crumple up into a ball next to the microphone? The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. What is that? Dune. <gasps> hmm. Yes. Oh, the spice. Yeah, Denny Denny Villeneuve's Dune has begun filming and is confirmed by Brian Herbert, the son of uh Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Thank you. Um has confirmed that the screenplay and or movie that Denny Villeneuve is making only covers half of the book. Okay. So they, they they decided in the end not to make the mistake of uh the 84 one. They're spreading it out. Well, they better do the second one. Because when this doesn't make as much money as they put into it, it's going to blow having half a movie. Oh, there's tons of people in this. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I think they'd still, in the end, make it just so that they could then sit on it for a while, market it around the world, do something special with the DVDs. Plus, it's legendary. It's Chinese money. So they're just, oh. they need somewhere for the, to put their money. Doesn't that, isn't that concerning? Why? I don't know. What, that China just came in and sort of just like yeah. took over Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. Well, they they bought the rights to Dune, and then they, um, yeah, they legendary. hired hired Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but legend, well, legendary I, I'm was sure purchased. They straight up own uh, John Cusack now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Adrian Brody. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, China bought some guy in China bought Legendary, and then created this massive film studio, and now he's you know lured Denny Villeneuve, and Villeneuve brought with him like pretty much most of the cool actors in Hollywood to be in Dune. So. Plus, like some hotshot Chinese stars, and definitely yeah. a giant shark has got to be in there. Mm. A few explosions. Well, worms will be. Is in Is the it. rock in it? Worms. Uh, Jason Momoa, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, it's like the Rock Light. <laughs> the Dave rock light. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Timothy Chalamet as your Paul Atreides. Yeah, it's looking good. Oh, oh, something else coming down. Something else, I can see. It. Oh, god. Sometimes the thing you're searching for your whole life, it's right there by your side all along. Uh, this is about James Gunn. He has been rehired by Disney. What? To direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. So is he still doing the uh, DC? Suicide Squad reboot? Suicide Squad? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and it's not Suicide Squad 2. It's a reboot, and it's called The Suicide Squad. No, it's not. Yes, this is all true. See, wait, wait, they're recasting it? Oh, no. Jai Mark Courtney Robinson is going to be Captain Boomerang still. <laughs> <laughs> Captain. Will Smith is out, though. Idris Elba, Jared Leto. Oh, boy. What is happening? So it's a yeah, re- just like, oh, that was a failure. We're just going to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> With I the swear, same that, is, that is the true, like, culture of the world right now. It's not cancel culture. It's just redo culture. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the net result of this is that James Gunn has more work Right. And <laughs> Disney never, ever, ever looked for anybody to replace him. Yeah, this was the plan the whole time. Yeah, they just were like, we're going to fire him and we're going to let it fizzle out. 
Yeah, we we know how this goes. Mr. Gunn, just relax. We're going to fire you. You'll just sit in purgatory for a little bit. Just be quiet. Don't say anything about your kids and shit on Twitter. And and we'll hire you back. Two months, they'll have forgotten about it. Six months, they won't even remember your name. Yeah. Over a year. Yeah. So it's, yeah, hire them back. Notice zero outrage. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I I cannot, I cannot, I won't let Slither go. I won't. He'll have to kill a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so fucking hungry. (laughs) I never knew I could be this hungry. Okay. Tear me apart. (laughs) Let's get her to the hospital. What the fuck are they going to do with her at the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I got something else coming down here. Oh, God. Try her, civilize her, free her from herself, from her baser instincts. The woman. Yes, this grab bag item is entitled Darlin, a.k.a. The Woman 2. What? Uh, It's already been made. It's already been shown at uh, South by Southwest in Austin. Uh, It is directed and starring the woman who played the woman. Wait, she's directing the sequel to the movie that she led in? Yes. What happened to... What's his name? James Ketchup? I forget his name. Lucky McKee is the director of the first one. James <laughs> Ketchup. Ketchup. Please tell me there's a person named uh, James Ketchup. Uh, Lucky McKee. There you go. No, it's close. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he's just... He's like, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, Lucky McKee is, I think, still involved as like a producer or an executive producer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if uh, the guy that wrote it was Jack Ketchum. There you go. Jack Ketchum. He, I think, may be still involved in this, but give me one second. Clickety-clack-clack, clickety-clack. Clickety-clack-clack, clickety-clack. Because now I'm, I'm a little bit torn, because she's yeah, awesome as the woman. I'm willing to do a wacky sequel where she's like <laughs> raising those kids out in the woods. Um, but is it going to have the same, like, I don't know. There's something about that movie that's very, very special to me. Super intense. Hits all the right notes. It's all her. She wrote it. it just okay. says based Did on she... based on characters created by Jack Ketchum and Lucky McKee. Jack Ketchum and Lucky McKee are both executive producers, but she wrote and directed this whole thing and is starring in it. Pollyanna McIntosh is her name. And the only synopsis I've been able to find, as per my IMDb Pro Plus, is just that it's a sequel to the 2011's The Woman, and it doesn't really explain anything, and it's all shrouded in mystery, and it already premiered at uh, South by Southwest. Weird. Oh, if, she, if she didn't have any part in the creative process in the first one, then I'm reluctant, but I'll I'll, I'll I'll definitely be checking it out whenever it's available. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, and I was wondering if you knew about that or not, but apparently you didn't. I did not. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, we have a quick Q&A scheduled uh, for tonight. So let me just prompt us with some Roxy. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. Would witnessing a flying elephant be genuinely uplifting or just awkward? Discuss. Horrific. Right? This is it. This is when they take their revenge. <laughs> I just, 
if an elephant flew around in front of me, I'd be like, I'd, I wouldn't know. I'd be, yeah, I'd be stunned. I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't be cheering. That's for sure. I'd be probably mouth agape and concerned. Well, and elephants, like real life, this is real talk, you guys. They're, they shit like 80% of the time. Right. Because <laughs> they like don't, pro- like they, they don't process food very well. Like their stomachs are terrible. And so they're just like constantly walk shitting and pulling poop out of each other's butts and eating it with their trunks. Yeah. Like, oh, you didn't digest this one very well. I'll say, oh, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So, no, I don't want that. Yeah. The rain of shit just pouring out of Dumbo. I would be aiming for the X that they try to land on just to go stand there. I feel like it would be a good way to go. <laughs> Death by pachyderm. <laughs> <laughs> just get squashed by an elephant. Art's been flying. Our uh, our teeter tonight is a veteran French director's first English language film. And the reason is because she couldn't imagine French being spoken in space. What language, other than English, belongs in space? Russian. Russian. Intern? Um, Punjabi. Russian is correct. All right. Uh, probably Chinese. That's not a language. <laughs> Actually... No. The, the quote from the French director is actually that um, she only envisions English and Russian in space. That's probably true. Although I'm pretty sure that there's a show on Shudder right now called Missions, which is about a French space team. <laughs> hmm. Plus, didn't France, no, maybe it was America, didn't they do like that mock Mars in, colony has, uh, in Hawaii? Oh. There's a bunch of European people, oh, they, French-speaking the people. ESA. The yeah. European Space Agency? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyways, they yeah. did a podcast about it. They're a joke. They talked about going to the moon for 20 years, and then China was just like, uh, we just went to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they did it like the most difficult way possible as well. Yeah. Everything had to go right for that to work out. Anyway, sorry. Off track. Hmm. Does anyone know what a Wendigo is? Yeah, and like a Yeti or something. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, anyone else? I know because you told me, so I feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> it has it has relevance to tonight's lineup, so we're not gonna. Uh, it's Canadian. We're not gonna. Yeah. Well. Yeah. North Northern regions, forested yeah. regions. Yes. Um, it comes to mind like it brings to mind that with that word uh, like well werewolf and white. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, a deep craving for human flesh as food. Are you Googling? <laughs> You're looking something up. Sorry. Yeah. Folklore, forest creature type deal. We're going to get to it in a bit. Uh, is, in the five hole tonight is Shazam, and it is actually an acronym. Does anyone care to take a shot at what Shazam is an acronym of? Superhuman. That's what I said. Adult. Z- Zeus. Zany. <laughs> Intern, intern, you want to take a shot at it? Masculine. You want to take a um, shot, intern? No, that's definitely not it. Yeah, that's got to be close. <laughs> Arizona am. Uh, it's all about the mythology. It's uh, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Cur- uh, Mercury. The sexticon? What is the six? Why, why these six gods? Uh, Solomon for wisdom. Hercules for strength, Atlas for stamina, Zeus for power, Achilles for courage, and Mercury for speed. You got any other questions you want answered? I don't know. It's like a weird mix of like humans or elite humans, demigods, and gods. I don't know if I appreciate this. <laughs> the silly acronym. 
It is a silly acronym. That's fine if you want to question it. I'm on board with questioning it. I think they it's, forced it for sure. Yeah, I think they did force it. Yeah. But I think what else, you know what else we need to do now? Hmm. I don't know uh, if you guys are ready, but it is it is time to get into the uh, trailer viewing room. But in order to do that, we must um, sit sit in there and seatbelt ourselves and, and get ready for the transition into the trailer oh, viewing area. Daniel, you have to. This is safety protocols. There's also some PPE that you need to be wearing. I don't wear anything that begins with PPE. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody get in. Come on. Get into the... <clears throat> sit down. Sit I'm in. keeping the window down. Sit in there. Okay, are you ready? Okay. Is everybody ready? I'm yes, taking... I'm my chair is leaned back and my tray is down. <laughs> the odds are not in our favor but when my work is accomplished when perfection is achieved those woods belong to something else uh, wish me luck I'm off to write the next great American novel I may have a gang bang when I get back I will invite your mother thank you Mr. Mudok Sparkle fingers. You have mystique. You have magic. All right, Daniel. Our headliner tonight is, uh, yes, of course, Dumbo. Dumbo, here we go. Welcome, baby Dumbo. We're all family here. No matter how small. You have something very rare. You have wonder. taking her take Dumbo back inside but she's his mom do something she needs us look at me we're gonna bring your mama home he doesn't look like magic to me You can do it, Dumbo. Show him. 
Nathan, worried or excited? Well, first of all, um, we have a bit of a realism issue here. Um, And I'm not talking about the ears and the flying. I mean, obviously, that comes with a suspension of disbelief. An understanding that, you know, an elephant's going to fly around and you have to uh, allow that or allow for that. What I'm talking about is the um, uh, elephant social behavior. And that is, uh, Dumbo is a male elephant. They haven't really clarified whether he is an African bull elephant or whether he is an Asian elephant. Uh, but yeah. typically, um, sorry, Daniel, go ahead. No, so that's what annoyed me about the original Disney uh, animation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, male male elephant uh, should not be uh, crying about the mother. It shouldn't be about the mother being separated from the child here and bringing those two back together again. What this should really be about is acknowledging uh, the male young elephants rite of passage. Uh, typically, they will spend years away from their mother and their family um, trying to uh, gain enough moxie before they enter into uh, must or into heat. And basically, uh, typically, they they have to come back and battle other male elephants to fuck or to, uh, to um, you know, procreate and, and to conquer the lady elephants. So really, Dumbo needs to be going off and focusing on that. Uh, I have been told that some African bull elephants also um, can, uh, their penises can be up to 60 pounds and four feet long, these... So when they get into must and they've got those tusks and <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> ah. 60 pounds of dong with full moxie. Yeah, this is what this I'm talking about here. Yeah, need some elephant pizzle. Uh, uh, so what you're saying is that while he's flying around, it should be incredibly graphic. That dong just flipping around like flipping around <laughs> like a inflatable flailing arm man. Oh, man, I am not into two hours and 10 minutes of Dumbo. I've never seen the animated one. Perhaps the animated one should be added to Burdenless or something. Mr. Burden. It's a 19, like what, like 40s animation. I I'm pretty sure know. it's like 71 minutes long. Plus, plus it's, it's the, it's the uh, Tim Burton conversation as well, right? Like we've got, a, we've got a few vets here. We got DeVito and uh, Keaton doing their fourth, fourth time with, yep. uh, with Burton. I was like, where's Depp? Yeah. Where's, where's Pfeiffer? Let's do the, you know, the Batman Returns reunion. I can't, I can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm worried about Dumbo. Mm, I'll come in behind you. Uh, I'm also worried, although I, the computer animated elephant that they're using is better looking than I was expecting. Uh, I don't know. It, all of it just looks, I don't know what they're doing for two hours because it looks like it's not very action-packed. A whole lot of uh, staring at Dumbo and being sad and then like bringing him out into the circus and being sad. Well, the music in the trailer is sung by a Kulner, by a Norwegian. Do you feel any connection there? Well, now I have to see it. <laughs> uh, no. Also, I'm, I'm reading here that Johnny Depp is Dumbo. Is that right? Oh, that didn't. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, I'm wrong about that. Giant uncomfortable teeth. <laughs> I don't know. They gave it to Burton. It looks like they asked him to restrain himself, and it was then like, well, then why give it to him? Mm. Uh, it's way too long, and... Well, I don't know. I guess there's some Disney sh- movies that you can that you can do live action that you can like make an argument for. This one seems a weird one, and I have no interest. Worried. So if it was Herbie, well, we have to do the, the other way around. We have to do an animated Herbie. But if it was Herbie, you would be on board, correct? Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> they did it with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> All right. Well, a new one. That was 15 years ago. 
Yeah. So 15, 20 years, that's the generational remake uh, groove. So we're about due for another one. Amanda? Um, I don't know why it's so long. Um, Dumbo, the, the animated Dumbo, I never liked as a kid because it is, it's just a really sad one. Like it's just, it's just sad. And psychedelic. Like- yeah. And it's weird and trippy and it, yeah, it's just a bummer. And so I don't, if I went and saw this movie, I'm sure that the, um, uh, you know, saccharine cheese ball of it, <laughs> I'm sure I would cry and get emotional, but I don't want to do that. And I don't know why it's so long. And we all know that I hate Colin Farrell, even though I like Colin Farrell. I hate him. <laughs> like, I hate him as an actor. I think he's a pretty terrible actor, except when he does okay. And then, but in real life, I think he's really fr- funny and charming. I, he's complicated for me. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not seeing this. No, worried. Chelsea. Um, Colin Farrell as the bat or as the good guy. I just don't buy it. Doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, he only know, has one arm at the end of the movie. It's, yeah, that was weird. You know, he's cursing he's, that elephant out when the great. kids aren't around. <laughs> Yeah, and he's the dad? I don't know. It seems like they changed the story a lot, which probably goes into the two-hour conversation. Well, they had to add humans. Yeah, and I think they replaced the cartoon mouse that was Dumbo's friend with these two kids. In the 20-minute scene where Dumbo's drunk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just blowing bubbles. Yeah, blowing bubbles Um, and having hallucinations. and. Good old times. Um, Yeah, the original Dumbo was devastating. It's got to be top five up there with the Fox and the Hound and up. And I just never liked Tim Burton that much. So I'm going to follow follow suit and say worried, even though I want to be excited because I think it is time to remake it. If you look at clips of the old movie, it's old. It's like Snow White old. Yeah, it's one of the ridge. The ridge. Well, moment. Snow White's the original. Right. So it's 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 younger than Snow White. Well, I'm by at least a year. I'm trying to date it. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. It's, it's back there with like Pinocchio. Keep with me. Oh, po- Pinocchio. I hate Pinocchio. Oh, Pinocchio's so good. What? Also, with like a 20 minute drunken drug fueled boy yeah. rape fantasy <laughs> scene. <laughs> what? How come I don't remember that? This is dark one. and scary, and your child brain blocks it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those those little kids just walk out behind the tent and they see their father just like you ever bully or hurt anybody again? I'll come back and butt fuck your father with your mom's headless corpse on this goddamn lawn. Dad? <laughs> That's the Colin Farrell we know and love. Just hammered drunk, his arm hanging <laughs> off of his nose, like you like fucking like that? <laughs> Beating the elephant with the fake arm. Oh my god. Pick up your shoes. <laughs> just angrily tosses a fistful of peanuts, walks away. <laughs> well, we know it's got Andrew's favorite element. Well, child actors. Oh, yeah. What, what say you, intern? Round this out. Uh, first of all, I don't know why everyone is hating on this so much. Uh, I just don't want to cry. Am I the only one that hurt 60-pound penis? <laughs> <laughs> the CG element of the animals are not talking which means this will be better than the Jungle Book. Well, Dumbo doesn't talk in the original either. That being said, mm-hmm. there are major concerns. <laughs> uh, none of what any of you have talked about. What? Okay. I thought we covered the bases. Oh, I wasn't going to touch on the social justice stuff, but go ahead. The major concern is that Disney needs to stop making movies. 
No. That's the major concern. Yeah. In any relation, which would just get rid of 75% of films, or maybe like 80% now that, that uh, Fox <laughs> deal went through. Like all, um, all popular American franchises. Yeah. If we could just get rid of all popular franchises, we'd have some original content. And I would be excited. Maybe this two-hour Dumbo is going to be original Dumbo. Nope. Can't happen. I'm so worried. Disney, you need Colin Farrell to buttfuck your mother's headless corpse with your dad's... I don't know what that quote is. <laughs> you need to do. You need to call him Farrell yourself. I'll buttfuck your father with your mother's headless corpse. Right. Worried. <laughs> All right, trailer two is uh, this strange space movie uh, by a French director. It is called High Life. High Life. Here we go. She's mine. Mm. I'm hers. Mm. <laughs> what? You? We were scum. Trash. Refuse that didn't fit into the system. Until someone had the bright idea of recycling us to serve science. The odds are not in our favor. But when my work is accomplished, when perfection is achieved, then what? Fly away? I know I look like a witch. You're Foxy and you know it. This mission can't turn our shame into some type of glory. I can't do this flying around no more. You lied to us. You knew it. The sensation moving backwards. Yeah. Even though we're moving forwards. Getting further from what's getting nearer. There is nothing to fear. Everything's gonna be fine. Are you sick? We realize nothing is ever gonna go inside us. Break the laws of nature. Now pay for it. Amanda, worried or excited? Well, why why would you toss this <laughs> wackadoo thing to me first, honey? Because <laughs> we can. I want to see what what you think. Uh, you, um, you can ask me for information. Um, what's the synopsis? A father and his daughter struggle to survive in deep space where they live in isolation. <laughs> okay, so nothing. Um. Rated R. 
Okay, there's one, lots of sex, so okay. one hour face thriller. One hour fifty minutes. First English language film for Claire Denis after thirteen straight feature films in French. Any other space films? No. Mm. Does she specialize in sexy? This yes. film, quote from Claire Denis. No. This film is about sexuality, not sex. Sensuality, not pornography. Sexuality is about fluids. As soon as sexuality stirs within us, we know it's all about fluids, blood, sperm, etc. I thought if I wanted that fluid subtext to work, we had to reduce the sex act to masturbation. I forbade myself any naked scenes, no erect cocks, no gaping pussies. We did it another way. The film speaks only of desire and of fluids. Excited. Daniel really <laughs> likes to masturbate. Space fluids. You had me space fluids. I don't know what this movie is, and I don't know that I want... Now, I know even more, but still don't know anything. But I don't want to watch a bunch of people jerking off for two hours, <laughs> if that's what it is. No, no, and not- then there's just a baby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, but out. Worried. Chelsea. This is this is just our pats so desperately trying to shake Twilight. Oh, right. He looks just despondent, like he's about on the fucking cusp of doing an off Broadway Daniel Radcliffe full frontal. Yeah. I just don't know what this is. It doesn't seem it seems like it could have been filmed anywhere. It didn't have to be filmed in space. Radcliffe shook that though. He shook Harry Potter he, with that. No. He did it. He had he to play a dead guy, I'm pretty sure. Oh. But that that, that yeah, that secured it. That's I believe secu- I believe Equus yeah. really made people go, uh, okay. <laughs> this kid's a weirdo. <laughs> so what you're saying is that he probably went to this director and was like, Listen, I wanna be in this, I need to show some dong. Yep. I need to get over my thing. And she was like, No, this time I will not be showing dong. <laughs> no, she will, just not erect. Oh, yeah. well, who masturbates with a limp penis? Just limp dicks floating in space <laughs> coming. <laughs> but but all the actors he works with are still ribbing him, right? They're like, Expelliarmus. <laughs> <laughs> Without gravity, can you get an erect penis? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think that's how gravity works. <laughs> right. I'll give this clue, which I probably should have given while, while, while Amanda was analyzing it. It seemed like the subtext of this is that they're using these prisoners or like dreg, dregs of society to launch into space to experiment with whether or not humans can get pregnant in space. Yeah. But what is Where that? do you get that information from? Not from the trailer. Lots of vials. Uh, the, the kid is uh, <laughs> the, the only kid. No, she was like, she, when the woman was like, we're never, you're never going to grow anything inside of us. Um, I think they're trying to create either like superhumans or they're trying to just see if humans can conceive in space. And there's probably some darker element to it, too. So there's probably a superhuman aspect or some sort of alien DNA, maybe. I do have a quote from the director that speaks directly to intern's gravity question. Really? Yeah. It's like an FAQ. She said, I wanted to avoid special effects as much as possible. The same goes for weightlessness. There is no need for it because the spaceship is accelerating close to the speed of light. 
terrestrial gravity, gravity in every sense of the word, reestablishes itself because gravity is the effect of acceleration. If I had to film actors hanging from cables against a green screen, I never would have made the movie. Interesting. Hmm. I Am I supposed to believe that this woman is a scientist? Seems like she's really considered. Like, Yeah, but she's like a sexologist. <laughs> Claire Denis I, is uh, a Criterion staple. Uh, same with Juliet Binoche. This is oh, Binoche. <laughs> something to get excited about. Chelsea, were you worried or excited about this? I'm boycotting this movie because <laughs> I am taking a stand. I don't think there's enough dick in Hollywood. All right. So worried slash boycott. Yeah. Uh, yeah intern. That MPAA? Do you want to do you want to jerk off about the Criterion stuff and say you're excited a little bit more, or how do you want to approach this? I think the thing to be worried about is that I would really like some erect penis and gaping pussy. <laughs> um, Don't we but all? That aside, <laughs> gape. This is this is only gonna be good. Uh, I can't wait because I love space and I love fluids. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like, taking my answer? Two <laughs> of my three favorite things are in this. All they need is a little. No, dance. no, there's a baby in there. They just need a dance scene. That baby is not old enough to annoy the shit out of me. So mm, that is an element too, yeah. Um, although it could happen if it screams for like an hour of the film, then I will. It seems well behaved. Retract everything I've said. Yeah, or has like bad taste in movies. But you can't really have kids and and fluids. At well, there the same aren't any time, fluids. So. Oh, she said it's all about fluid. No. I think plays to the fluids. Imagine a baby just <laughs> shitting in space, spinning in a slow circle. Right? I could just, imagine. Just that. everybody in every scene is touching themselves. Just throughout the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every, the whole movie. It's like everyone's, someone's like drinking or spitting or coming or pissing or shitting. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to watch this in the theater right now. Mm. It's edging the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. Oh, I would. that could be a challenge. They should rename this movie Edging. There you go. <laughs> All right, so interns obviously excited. Daniel, you said you were excited. You want to say anything else? Or are you good? Uh, listen, I, I, there's definitely some, some, <laughs> there's definitely some red flags in here. Uh, I could get bogged down in its pretentious sexuality message, whatever that is. But um, <clears throat> uh, it looks weird. I, I know that there's something uh, deeper down in this movie that wants to come out, and I, and I want to see what that is. Ted is excited. Ted's excited, big time. Is his wiener up? Oh, wiener up. <laughs> okay. Um, two things: the the quoting persuasion where it says "seek out a second, third, and fourth viewing." That one stood out to me. Yeah, as being like super being horny because the fourth yeah. seems excessive. Yeah, but I, but well, no, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I was saying, hey, I should at least watch it once, then, right? And then I read a comment on YouTube where the person said that they watched it at Toronto International Film Festival and said that they have never seen a more what the fuck movie before in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that yes. the acting, yeah. w- the acting was amazing. So I'm. Uh, our Pats was in it. So. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm gonna check this out for sure. He acts with his eyebrows. He was really good in that really bad movie. Good time. Twilight. Uh, yeah. Rover. <laughs> oh. Don't bring up Rover. Is Rover bad? No. Guy Pierce and I are on a. We're we're a break. We're on a break. Oh. Baywatch. Oh no, that's the, that's the other one. Zac <laughs> <Back> Efron. <laughs> yeah. He can't act for sure. We're definitely certain. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. Well, Zach will will be visiting us in the totter. Mm. Oh. Got us snuck them both in here. All right, uh, Fulcrum tonight. Daniel is uh, well. It's a classic. 
It's Stephen King. It's uh, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Here we go. So many trees. It's beautiful, right? That's definitely not Boston. Here we go. Okay, so what do you think? Wow. This whole place is ours? I even got him to throw in a whole forest as a new backyard. each other go into the woods at night they knew the power of that place they feared it those woods belong to something else Daniel, you worried or excited about Pet Cemetery? Um, <clears throat> I'll get out of the way. I'm going to say excited because I want to see it. Now, I, I don't know what it is that I have to do to get Hollywood to understand that the simple rule of like, where do we go for a good remake is a movie that didn't pan out well or didn't have the money or the time or the budget to perform the idea well and then remake that. Like if it's a good idea, bad movie, remake that. In the Stephen King universe... There are 45 other Stephen King films that have been made that are garbage that you could have chosen and blown it out of the water, but you chose one that people like. (laughs) It'd be like if they remade The Shining right now. Like, There's only a handful of Stephen King movies that are actually good, and this is one of them. So it's weird that they chose this. I get it. It's the, you know, it's just how much more money can we suck off the money? But um, it looks okay. Is that that Lithgow in there? Mm -hmm. Yep. He's... uh, he might have been the tipping factor for me because I know that he can act horror, terror uh, better than, I don't know, maybe anyone possibly. Um, it's got that weird Wicker Man vibe shoved in there with the kids and the masks and the chanting, ritualistic music. Uh, well, he wasn't in the trailer, but Goodman's in this movie too. Goodman's in there as well? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that... I know, I, yeah, I was just telling you because I, I don't know how it affects you. Yeah, I don't think it's... Either, I don't think that matters either way. But there's also something to the original that's just like, I don't know, you can see them paying homage here with certain things and trying to nail the same notes, but 
isn't isn't there like a weird nostalgic memory to anyone that's between the ages of like 45 and 25 for the original pet cemetery movie with like just uh the little boy and like how that how weird little boy was and getting a very creepy movie out of a situation where you didn't expect one i believe that also played into how much people uh, revere it i haven't seen the original uh pet cemetery but i did see a comment on youtube that echoes what you're talking about they said yeah. <clears throat> they said we don't need this movie it was fine in 89 it's still fine in 2018 yeah there's not much that's different about it it's just about a vet a veterinarian guy going out and, and living out in the rural area and you know they bring some animals back and then the boy dies and then they bring the boy back and the weirdness um he's actually echoing exactly what you're saying he says sees like seems like they uh, are turning this into another conjuring sinister production with jump scares too bad still gonna see it laugh out loud <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i'm still gonna see it uh because it doesn't look like absolute garbage it looks like they're trying at least or putting some sort of sincere effort into it but again there are so many others just pick and choose there's uh, any of them although don't touch my my favorite one which is precious to me which is objectively unwatchable garbage but is i i love it to death uh thinner <laughs> it's not a tv movie no i think it maybe it might have been it feels like one but it's just insane it's just totally insane horrible fat suit uh just talking <laughs> shit to gypsies for like 90 minutes and then uh joe montagna is in there and he gets like the last third of the movie to himself just chew scenery it's really bizarre <laughs> chelsea you want to step in stephen king is a lot like neil gaiman to me in the sense that i like a lot of the stuff that they do, but at the end, it's just fucking crazy incest, like out of left field nonsense. So every time I see Stephen King or Neil Gaiman, I get worried because I don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, yeah, because for every spook, you get like a bully making a nerd suck his dick. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, is that an official equation? <laughs> <laughs> it is you know the book it is equal parts uh scares and children fucking. <laughs> children it's fucked up and i haven't seen the original either and i want to be excited about this so i'm gonna be excited because it doesn't look like garbage it looks good and normally i have a rule against um misspelling in titles but i'll let this one slide because i think it's it's because the kids wrote it nathan yep. told me so fine excited yeah, amongst my uh, my research that I was doing, I discovered that they wrote Cemetery that way because they were children. I also oh. discovered that uh, this book and or movie was inspired by the Wendigo, and I did not know what the Wendigo was. So I did a little looking up of that, and it is a, I don't know, it kind of almost, like it, who's read the book and who doesn't want to get spoilers because... I don't think this movie's about what it's... I think I think the twist is that it's about this Wendigo creature. Well, I think they say that in the second trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. Well, I'm, I don't want to ruin things for people. It's I don't, about a Wendigo. There's nothing to ruin for me. Yeah, I think they get it. These things aren't actually coming back to life. Something is inside of them. Right. Like, like you think that it's about this cemetery, but it's really going to end up being about this creature that's like a folklore, demonic spirit that can curse and possess human beings and right but um, the cool part about the wendigo is that they start out as human isn't that true uh well it's kind of vague like there's a lot of different stuff about it but it's actually a really fascinating like folklore creature yeah, they're um, shapeshifters um well it says um it causes yeah 
a supernatural creature can curse and possess humans, causing them to suffer from cannibalistic urges and psychosis that can never be sated. It's believed that many different individuals can be infected by this single ancient evil serving as multiple extensions of it. And these tales are believed to be the world's first zombie stories. And it's about uh, Native American folklore, and it's mainly centered around, honestly, the, the map that we looked at was like mostly Canada, but northeastern United States as well, which is why they're in Maine or Boston or whatever. It's to stop people from eating each other when there wasn't any food. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff, like stories about people who believe they were actually touched by a Wendigo and suffered under like an actual psychosis or disorder where they started to develop an appetite for human flesh and were blaming it on this folklore <laughs> or this mm-hmm. demon. And people have murdered other people under this situation. And there's a whole bunch of information. Like if anyone's interested, just go look up the Wendigo. It's actually a very interesting folklore creature. And I didn't know it existed. And it's, it's actually really cool. So does that mean you're excited? I'm excited about the Wendigo. I'm worried that Stephen King said this is... F- uh, this movie is fucking great. That makes me concerned. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm really interested in this Wendigo creature, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna lean worried or I'm gonna lean excited. <laughs> I'm gonna toss it to Amanda. Um, I'm excited. I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Lithgow. It looks pretty creepy. It's been a super long time since I saw the original. Enough so that I and I did read the book too. But I've forgotten it all. And I'm happy to see a, a, a fresh take on it. I do wish that, like Daniel was saying, I do wish that they would make something else. Like, for me, the Langoliers. Yeah, there's a perfect one to remake. <laughs> yeah. that, w- that was a TV movie. I remember yeah. that being on TV. That's like weird, inter- like weird sort of interdimensional creatures that like slowly like eat, eat, time. Cheap, eat time. Yeah, like there's a, some you could do something awesome with that. Uh, intern. Uh, the music. In this, not trailer. not by a Norwegian. The the drum buildup. Uh, this trailer uh, is expert. Uh, this is someone delivering on their craft because there are many children in this, and I was drawn in, wanting to see what's going to happen. I want to own this cat that is really weird Jeez. looking. He looks <laughs> like your cat. Like you already have a cat yeah. that looks like that. Yeah, you already have one that looks like you want uh, your my cat cat's to be black. Um, this cat looks like a disaster. Um, <laughs> you want your cat to be the one that like roams around the neighborhood and fucks shit up? Yeah, I want it to uh, be a Wendigo and eat people. Um, honestly, look it up. You don't. You don't want that. Honestly, read about the Wendigo. You don't want that. I'm pretty sure that I do. No, um, they always make you pay for it somehow, like an evil genie. I like the I like the masks in this. Uh, I feel like I might actually watch this in the theater, but I'm worried. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Please don't. Why just like because of the it's kids. like a windy road that like lulls you until you veer off a cliff. Oh, because of the kids. He's got issues yeah. with the kids. Lithgow's beard. Where has that been my whole life? Yeah, uh, damn. Oh my god, what a handsome <laughs> man. All right. Um, thank you, intern, for your feedback. This is being released almost thirty day, thirty years to the day since the original film *Pet Cemetery* uh, was released in nineteen eighty nine. Can anyone else quickly, before we end this uh, fulcrum segment, tell me what else happened in nineteen eighty nine? I don't know. You were born. 
Something to add afterward. Anybody? 1979. 89. Here comes the siren. Here come the flames. Oh, Happy God. 1989, the Stanley Cup has been won by Calgary. Um, <laughs> this is the wrong podcast. Wrong format. Wrong uh, format. All right. Uh, let me just say here uh, that there's also a Pet Cemetery 2 that's a sequel to the original film. Has Edward Furlong in Edward it? Edward Furlong. Okay, good. And it's actually a lot of fun in the same way that the Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 movie is to the original Blair Witch movie. <laughs> Oh, that movie was horrible, Daniel. That movie was fun. We had fun with that one. Okay, continue. All right. uh, Sorry. In the Totter Tonight, trailer number four, uh, stars Matthew McConaughey uh, in The Beach Bum. The beach bum. Here we go. Before I accept whatever order was there, give me today. I just want to start off with a little bit of poetic foreplay. One day I will swallow up the world. <laughs> and when I do, I hope you all perish violently. <laughs> Start to dance to it, and my fingers get moving. I'm spinning all over the fucking place, and the fucking words come out. It all stops now. The foolishness. You gotta publish your novel, and if you mess this up, it's jail time. Uh, Wish me luck. I'm off to write the next great American novel. Let me have a gangbang when I get back. I will invite your mother. Thank you, Mr. Mundog. I'm trying to uncover my connection with the world. Just follow me, my friend. (laughs) Let's go, man. She did pilot? Mom, man, you got glaucoma in both his eyes. It's perfect. I love it when a plan comes together. Let's hit it, baby. God damn! Yeah. He was acting like a little fuck boy for a man. <laughs> you want to shoot something, shoot this shit here. Okay. Now I got to feed my coke-addicted parent. Yeah, yeah, set him up. Hot oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, do, yeah, do it again, do it again. <laughs> Chelsea, worried or excited? I miss How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, McConaughey. <laughs> what happened to that fucking guy? Um, I don't know about this movie. I think it looks like a deadbeat doing shit I don't care about 
for two hours. Isn't this like, is this like the sequel to The Surfer, dude? Didn't he do a movie like this? <laughs> Fool's Gold. Well, yeah, there was yeah, there was that. <laughs> there was uh, there was a movie called The Surfer Dude or something like that from the from the aughts that I thought was him getting a chance to do what everyone thought that he was, which was this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Harmony Corinne. This is the director of Kids, Gummo, and Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah Spring that Breakers. Is, that's a, that, that is a downward, that is a decline. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a chronological decline. Uh, he was in a movie called Surfer Dude, 2008. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Gary Oldman turned down the lead role before the role was offered to McConaughey. <laughs> Gary Oldman was going to do this role? That'd be a way better movie. I'm surprised. I figured Oldman would have chosen uh, Efron's part. Do I not know who Gary Oldman is? I, I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with y'all? Fifth Element, Zorg. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know who Gary Oldman is. <laughs> what? He's Dracula. Well, yeah, I know who he Dracula. is now, but I Churchill. didn't know what his name was. Oh. Doth, get your hands off my woman. <laughs> Closest character Oldman would have done was True Romance, where he was that drug dealer. Yeah, that's why I said he would have gone for Efron's part. That beard, he, he couldn't have stayed away from that beard. Uh, Zach Efron's facial hair was, uh, Harmony Corinne got the idea while staring at a panini sandwich. Mm. <laughs> I totally believe that. I ate one of those today. Uh, yeah, some cinemas in Los Angeles have agreed to show the movie while spreading curls of marijuana smoke. What? I'm just giving you information. Like, like hotbox you in the theater? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, get them high for real. They'll <laughs> yeah. need it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. This is an adventure, an original adventure of a stoner named Moondog who lives life by his own rules for an hour and 35 minutes. I don't like any protagonist that lives life by their own rules. Name so there's Moondog. a lot of cast of characters <laughs> snoop dog martin lawrence returns to cinema zach efron isla fisher jonah hill this has got some potential really people living life by your own rules when your wife is like mega rich though i mean that really affords you the ability to be a douchebag he's a serious writer amanda it doesn't i mean okay I, it's not my turn yet okay no it's your turn go ahead Just- yeah, it's kind, like, of a, kind of a group thing this time. Yeah, because I couldn't <laughs> get my shit together. I don't know what to think. Uh, I actually, okay. Uh, do y'all remember, and the movie's nothing like this at all, but do y'all remember that like uh, sort of post-apocalypse desert movie with the girl that got like her arm eaten? Do y'all remember this? Yeah. Mm. It had like... Jason Momoa and Momoa Jim Carrey. in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is like that movie for me in the sense that I'm going to watch it in like five months on TV and be really passionately disappointed Um, because I do want to see it. I do think that there's something here that like appeals to me. The the idea that he's like this wealth of talent who chooses to piss it all away for the most part, drinking and partying and smoking weed. And then for, you know, circumstances forced him into having to actually do something with his talent and seeing how that plays out. But at the same time, I'm sure it's somehow not going to execute. I feel like it's going to fail somehow and I'm going to be annoyed with it. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like gummo meets fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Matthew McConaughey eats Woody Harrelson and then fucks like a 1800s gold miner. That's like what his character reminds me of in this film. Um, I don't know what it is. This Everything in this trailer annoys me. Every single thing. McConaughey annoys me. His character annoys me. But those kind of stoner, 
uh, and he, he, he laughs 5,000 times in this trailer, that like cackling gold miner laugh. And uh, the font is for Finding Nemo. Uh, the, what is it? I, I don't believe Jonah Hill's accent for a second. <laughs> I hope that's not actually his accent in the movie because it'll be insufferable. Um, it, just all of it is, yeah, Efron looks annoying and I just watched him play like a more that character in Baywatch and loved it. So I don't know what's going on with this trailer, but it, it triggered me somehow. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> Very. Uh, well, the character names are all, are all one, one name, like McConaughey is Moondog. Snoop Dogg plays Lingerie. Oh yeah. I also don't like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. Isla Fisher is Minnie. Martin Lawrence is Captain Whack. Zach Efron is Flicker. <laughs> but with no e like just ckr i think this could be shush potential i mean we shushed spring breakers we had a lot of fun i think yeah, it's like uh, spring breakers was asleep and pain and gain came by and fucked it <laughs> i i don't know i think uh harmony korean might be chilling out i mean kids was very serious and awful and dark and gumbo was very awful and dark and spring breakers looked like he was starting to have a little bit of fun and this is him having some more fun right so we should I, be uh, excited right only if Efron sucks a gun barrel like a dick. <laughs> You're right. I'm worried too. Intern, go ahead. Um, you know what this would be really good as is one of those movie trailers at the beginning of Tropic Thunder. <laughs> like if it was just like the three minute movie trailer. Yeah, that's a good pull. And then they did another movie that's completely different. That's a comedy. Also, I'd I'd be into that. Uh, but an hour and thirty five minutes of this is a little much. Um, this trailer, I was having a really hard time with it until he invited the pool boy's mother back for an orgy when he gets back. I, that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect that to be the funny moment in the hour and 35 minutes. Um, this is going to be a beach bummer. Mm. Worried. Wow. <laughs> you know, it was the time that was the tipping point for me because I went and looked up Spring Breakers immediately after the trailer was over because I was like, Spring Breakers felt really long. And I looked at it, it was an hour and 34 minutes. So I was like, nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Nope. Yeah. It's this yeah. Because a time warp problem. It's going to be, it's going to feel long. Chelsea, do you want to stamp this? Uh, I'm just going to rewatch Ed TV instead. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> Ed TV was charming. Right? It is. Some it's one of those that you go, you see in the store, and you're like, "Yeah, I saw it once. That was good." <laughs> That's not what you're gonna think about this movie. No, uh, Chelsea, do you want to do like a McConaughey rom com marathon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, was that Ghost of Girlfriend's Past? How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? Failure to launch. Failure to launch. Oh, that's the one where he's like leaning back on his heels with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> What's the one with uh, J-, J Lo in it? Oh yeah, the wedding planner. The wedding planner. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that over this. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> all right. Uh, last one, five hole tonight is uh, a little superhero, a little DC, little Shazam. Shazam. Here we go. Baby Bats. I choose you as a champion. Say my name so my powers will become yours. Shazam. Wait, 
for real. Say the key! Right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. This is proof of authenticity. Super strength. Electricity manipulation. Hyper speed. I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. Sparkle fingers. No, it's not. It's not my. That's not my name. Chosen one. Oh, you're like a bad guy, right? You literally did the opposite of what a superhero is supposed to do. You're him. You're the hero. You're welcome for not getting robbed. I'm Batman. Get him back in. How old are you? Basically, fifteen. Electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I caught it! My name is my name you leave tall buildings in a single bound. Intern, worried or excited? Uh, this may be the first trailer on Trailer Park Podcast that I will actively not watch the movie. Out of all the schlock we've had on this show. Oh, yeah. my God. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> this looks like everyone's trying to have a lot of fun. Who threw it to Andrew first? The this co-host? Kid. God damn hey. it. First off, Nathan. Mm. Yes. Which is the uh, person of wisdom? Uh, Solomon. Solomon, the first letter in his name. This child is no wise solomon right well it's getting handed off from a really old guy to a really young guy uh so this is like dc's version of freaky friday mm. no no uh, um pretty Who's similar i think it's the same thing did uh claus, hello. yeah santa claus there you go did disney just get the rights to dc like you know what fun is what right? happened here you've seen other people have it um I've witnessed other people have fun. Yep. This I've... looks like a steaming pile of donkey shit. Oh my God. You are just exaggerating I'm to make so a point. Worried. I'm so worried. Because I'm not going to watch Because I've been it. really gr- good. I hope you fucking don't and find somewhere else to stay in May. <laughs> um... Nathan, uh, Nathan and Chelsea, would you both like to go together next? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this looks like a PG-13 Deadpool. Yeah, right? The, yeah, just why fun. ruin something so good? fun jokes the whole time and uh i don't know looks looks playful it looks looks like it could be uh entertaining looks I, like i could actually maybe enjoy I'm this just, movie i'm just bitter because i've been a real fuddy-duddy this whole lineup and this movie actually you know 
I kicked my feet back a little bit and chuckled in the trailer. And then Andrew has to go and ruin fucking everything by just taking a big dump on it because he's got to stick up his ass about superhero movies, which I don't know if you rewind like 50 TPP episodes. He used to jerk off about them and collect them and watch them all. So you're a fucking hypocrite. You ruined my excited. (laughs) I'm furious right now. You can still be excited, Chelsea. I am fucking excited. There you go. Andrew? Nathan? I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off behavior. And I don't like you, jerk-off. I'm also excited. Shazam! I think they finally got the tone right. I think DC has been struggling to find a pace for their humor. Like Marvel knocks it out of the park every time. Yeah, it's the same formula. Yeah, it's the same jokes and the same... But it works. People like it. It doesn't feel awkward or forced. And this character is on a collision course with another character who's going to be played by a specific actor who will force Amanda to engage this. So let's what? hear let's hear some excited. What? Sorry, Who am I colliding with? Coming? <laughs> Sorry? Who am I colliding with? Well, it depends. If you're going to say worried, then I have to I have to give you some information. If you're going to say excited, then I'll just let you say you're excited. Okay, well, I'm probably going to say worried, so... Give me everything you can to uh, right. sway me. Shazam is directly connected with Black Adam. Black Adam is going to be Dwayne Johnson. There's going to be a movie about Black Adam with Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. And then Shazam and Black Adam are going to go at it. Black Adam is a bad guy? Yeah. Dwayne okay. Johnson asked his fans if he should be Shazam or if he should be Black Adam. And his fans chose Black Adam, so he took Black Adam. He had the choice to be either? He sent out something on social media and asked them. I don't know. Well, because he would not be a good cast for... Well, this guy, whoever this fucking guy is, is perfect. And I'm kind of into him. He's like a dad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing for me about Shazam. The, the movie does look like lighthearted, sort of like the the new spider-man like okay, kind of silly whoa, and, whoa, whoa. and fun um like tone wise i guess but uh which i like there's something about a kid being in a grown man's body though that really makes me unfucking comfortable like there's something to me about that whole concept that just gives me the creeps and so it doesn't matter like if it is good i'm still just gonna be like put off by it like he's 15 and he's in a grown up body i i just don't i just don't like i don't like it big scarred you hey (laughs) (laughs) that movie is kind of on the edge of something (laughs) what big yeah yeah big is weird too i don't like big yeah where's where he has full statutory rape (laughs) woman yeah yeah (laughs) would it be the same can we put a young 12 year old girl in a full-grown woman's body well, that's 13 just, going on 30, and I think that movie's weird, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, fucks her mom's boyfriends. No, she doesn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, it's just, I just don't, I've never, because, yeah, there's been several movies with where this idea happens, and I just, I'm always, I don't like, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a worry from you. <clears throat> that's a worry for me, but it'll probably be fun. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it doesn't have a love interest. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> no, him and his friend are gay at the end. <laughs> uh no i i think the uh i noticed the inclusion of eminem in this trailer eminem's ridge hit which i think fits well with this uh this movie i was glad to see that in there i also appreciate that dc is trying something different since the i don't know 
middle-aged gothica they've been trying is a little bit too uh glib like I, I mean i don't know i don't know what the right word is for what the the weird shadow hanging over the dc universe <clears throat> um uh, that said uh, i'm worried yeah i don't have any interest in shazam the trailer um, i'm actually maybe closer to intern on this one than anyone else worried table a little uh foreshadow there for us because i'm expecting to hear some feedback yeah i got five on it all right what's the word have you seen us oh yes oh i thought more people were going to jump in and say yeah yeah we well, saw it too. yeah we just we're aware that you guys had tickets and we're just uh interested in the outcome of your experience i'll start um it was a very well crafted movie uh it was very well acted um the first half of it had a lot of very tense, good, you know, horror type moments. Um, it is, however, very much a social commentary, one that I can get on board with. Um, but it is, as the, the movie continued on, it became less and less a horror movie for me and really just a, a giant allegory. Yes. Um, it, they, uh, yeah, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o knocks it out of the freaking park. Um, yeah, she's scary. Yeah, she is. She's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, there are things that I want. I wanted it to be different than it was because I wanted it to be scary. I wanted it to be a scary movie, and it is not a scary movie, but it is a very good movie. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a tough one to explain. I think the best way to go about it is that it it sounds like she's saying it has a uh, um, Full Metal Jacket syndrome. By the way, she says it's the first half and the second half. It's, it's, it's not that. It's more that, like many sophomore efforts, it, it gets way too ambitious. It becomes way too ambitious. It wants to throw in like all these big comments on culture towards the second half that is just like, okay, well, yes, I get it. And yes, I agree. And yes, you're even doing it pretty well. But this is not as tight a movie as Get Out. Right. Lots of symbolism, like bombards, like hits you over, like, bombards you with symbolism some of which you get some of which you don't which was unnecessary i think yeah you could, could have kept this reined in and more like a localized uh, story and it would have been i think more affected more effective as a horror movie but as a movie itself it's yeah you, you should go see it it's it's well done you're going to get some moments of dread and fear in there that you don't get from other places he's very skilled at that uh which you've mentioned before and i'm sure he will be again it just is a uh, oh, and lots of the comedic moments in the first half in particular are very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets gets some comedic moments wedged in there that are uh, another director would not be able to pull off. Yeah, so his skill and craft it's all there. It's well acted. She's the mother is very, very scary. The sort of dynamic that they set up is is very interesting. You like want to know more about this other world per se. 
But uh, yeah, it just gets way too ambitious. And you can kind of tell this idea didn't have as long rolling around in his head as the first movie did. That's fair. I mean, saying yeah. it's saying it's not really a horror movie makes me want to go watch it's it even plus. more. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's got a, I don't know if it's a spoiler, if it's supposed to be a surprise. I don't think so, because most people don't know who he is. But it has, it's the, the like dad's friend in the movie is Tim Heidecker. I don't know if you know who that is from Tim and Eric, Super Show, Awesome Job on Adult Swim. The ones that are responsible for absurdism, comedy, taking over culture for a decade. That's t- Tim and Eric, these two guys that do adult swim shows. Uh, he's in there as as the dad's friend and t- does a pretty damn good he's job. really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking again to, I guess, the director being able to, you know, rein in and his absurdism and keep him focused. But yeah, no, it, it, we, we talked about it for a long time after it was done. So that, that says something. Hmm. No, I'm not familiar with, uh, I mean, I've heard of Tim and Eric, but I don't. I don't really know much about them. They're they're crazy. You you would if you ever saw them in a film and you knew who they were, you'd be like, "Oh god, what's going to happen?" because their show is just like, you know, a, a a purposefully fucked up gif of like an old man eating a hot dog or a, you know, a 1980s gymnastics video that they've dubbed over with fucked up electronica music and fl- cutaways to chihuahuas fucking. Like it's like that kind of shit. Like they just they're the reason that Adult Swim is Adult Swim. <laughs> Fascinating. Well, uh, what a wonderful start to the roundtable where we discuss movies that we've seen, we banter, we have fun with each other, enjoy each other's company, and then we bid everyone adieu. You can stick around or you can go away. It doesn't matter. This is for us. Uh, Intern, do you have anything that you've brought with you? Uh, Yeah. I recommend you watch Us, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, Saying that, I liked it the same amount that I liked Get Out, and I'm really looking forward to his next three um films that are all gonna be horror related apparently Um, like you already know what the that there's three in production oh he said uh when he did get out that he's got five oh okay five movies ideas that are all in like horror genre that he plans to make so okay that's just going off of an interview i read of his uh what i would like to uh talk about is a 1962 film uh, from Czechoslovakia called The Fabulous Baron Munchausen. And, uh, and uh, mm, talk, uh, ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this director filmed a live action cartoon, stop motion, black and white, Nothing also color doesn't. film. And it might be. Uh, the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like a comedy. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's like a black and white uh, fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, Wes Anderson totally has seen this and his whole career is uh, he can thank this this guy for his whole career. Who, d- who directed The Adventures of Baron Munchausen? Um, I know the cover. I've seen the cover. It's... Uh, Kirill Zeman. It's got like a beef eater on the front. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, that's that's great. But the real question is, why uh, haven't you watched Hedwig and the Angry Inch off of your burden list oh, when it just I, got an, a, a Criterion release? It, it hasn't been released yet. That's why. I'll be buying it when it comes out, right. which will be in June. All right. Just calling you out. And uh, Hedwig will be watched with the Criterion version. Um, and not before then. So it's a few months out. Uh, anyway, uh, it is a perfect movie. 
I think everyone should watch it. Every single shot is like a an artful masterpiece. It's so good. Anyway, no one's gonna watch it, and that's fine. Sounds okay. boring. Yeah, you basically I can't picture like, what it is based on what you described. People, I'm sorry, people who yeah, hadn't stopped wa- listening to the podcast just stopped. Just stopped. Yeah. So yeah. uh, more like um, what's the English movies like uh, Life of Brian? Oh, it's like Monty Python. I'm out. Yeah, but is it except the cartoon or is claymation or it's like the old 1930s like dinosaur cutaways? Oh, it's it's everything. It's everything. There's live action people walking around doing stuff uh, in cartoon like background and foreground. So it inspired yeah, Roger Rabbit. Why stuff. are you asking him yeah. questions? Yeah, yeah. you're I prolonging want, this. I, normally, I can visualize it and dismiss it, and I can't even visualize it right now. I'm just <laughs> trying to narrow in. Just. Uh, <laughs> Go buy the uh, Criterion channel subscription and, okay. uh, and stream it. Right. Now I'd have to give up my Full Moon channel subscription. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You should. It's <laughs> totally worth it. I don't know why we're talking about any of this and we're, when we should be talking about Aquaman and how awesome it is. Uh, <laughs> well, we've Chelsea and I watched Aquaman this morning. And we are... Did it blow your freaking minds? <laughs> no, we are actually, sadly, on the other side of this conversation. I'm not... No. No? That's not true. That's not true. I I would like to just say that I was looking at my watch and it was too too much. I I, I, I can't. It's <laughs> so fun. It's so bad. Yeah. So bad. So bad. We could talk with so it. Well, All I could see is Willem Dafoe just <laughs> <laughs> with a straight face pulling up on a hammerhead shark like a horse. Right? Like, like, like mid-conversation in the water. You're like, how? what is happening? Oh, God. So wonderful. Yeah. See, that's that's just it. You're celebrating it for being bad. Yeah. And Jason Patrick. Oh, God. Yeah. Just we... crushing it. Who's Jason yeah. Patrick? <laughs> He's the, no, the no, king of Atlantis. Patrick Will- or the oh, brother. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. There you oh. go. Yeah, you've been it. saying Jason Patrick for days. There's like it? eight of them that have the same variation. Jason Patrick is from Sleepers and uh, Speed 2. Yeah, he has the like narc ethnic face. Or no, not narc. <laughs> Maybe narc. <clears throat> Patrick Wilson is the ultimate generic white guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The most yeah. forgettable person on earth. We don't even know his name. It's right. just like two first names. <laughs> <Yeah>. White guy. <laughs> and Mantis, otherwise known as uh, Big Kevin Hart. He can just... Uh, Go away. That guy was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we made it. Yeah, his costume was awesome, though. Yeah, he like spent all this time building this thing, and he just got thrown over the side and banged up and destroyed. And yeah, and then did we see him again? No, and he made, he made, he made like a more cumbersome and stupid version of Cyclops, but that costume was dope. It was really it was cool. aw- That's the best like superhero costume I've seen in any of these films. Yeah, but like <laughs> the, the, the post credit scene, he's like, gonna be back? Like, oh, oh boy, like... I like Manta. Well, and like Daniel went outside for a period of time. So like when Jason Momoa and the girl like get out to the ridge or the reef or the the whatever, and they have to go through all the like evil fish and then they find Nicole Kidman Mm -hmm. and then he goes and gets the Triton, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had to recount that in Amanda language back to Daniel when he came back inside. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. same thing happened to Chelsea. She was in the bathroom, and I had to I had to explain at the exact same time that they went yeah that they went through a portal, <laughs> and that the mom's alive. They were like chilling in his underwater lounge. <laughs> yeah, Nicole Kidman is embracing Jason Momoa, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck are those horns on her costume for? Like what? Oh yeah, her costume is bananas. Yeah, like she's got like bone 
uh, spikes coming off of like what is that for? What is, what do you need? Who would you kill down here? <laughs> Why like are you an buried? ode to Waterworld? I don't know. The whole thing is just fucking bonkers. Way it's too long. So bonkers. It's way too long. It's ridiculous. Yeah, all these all these films are way it is, too long. It is okay. They could have easily trimmed twenty five minutes. Yeah, but, but she's like a schizophrenic mermaid that like leaves her family every decade to go have another family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is the problem. This, this is the Straight real. Up, like, yeah, I'm choosing this son over you. You loser. Go to <laughs> yeah. jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the first like forty minutes of the movie, I'm just like, wait. But the other one is the full blood? Yeah. Why is the half blood more important than the full blood? Because he's human. He's of both and worlds. He's more attractive. He's... No, I get I get that, but in terms of like right to the throne, like in any other situation, it would be the full blood. It wouldn't be the he's bastard. Actually stunning. The bastard no, would like, be Come here, King Ralph, get up there. Well look at I mean, I spent a lot of time watching Game of Thrones, so I'm just like, no, his last name should be Snow and he should be at the wall. Like, fuck off. Why do their underwater vehicles have windshields that go up and down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't really bother you. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit... T- and you know what the problem is with superheroes? I'm going to tell you what the problem is with superhero movies. It's not that they're superhero movies and that we're sick of superhero movies. It's that they're too invincible. Yeah. Everybody's, Why are they, who cares if they're fighting? Yeah. And DC's comic book heroes specifically are way too invincible all the time. So... And that might be Shazam's problem, too, is that he's he looks like he's invincible. So it's like, great. I mean, we went and saw Captain Marvel, and she's like the first Marvel hero that's basically invincible. So Yeah, but prediction, I think she's going to fucking die in the first, like, ten minutes of the next movie. Interesting. I You hadn't said that before, but that's interesting. Oh. I'm just like, ah, uh, like, if, if there's no risk, there's no danger. That's why Batman's so cool, because... No, Batman's his, not fucking. His cool. life is constantly at risk. Yeah, I need one. I need one of these superheroes to lose a limb over the yeah. their story arc. Oh, that'd be awesome! And then replace it with some sort of like animatronic thing. Thor yeah. lost his eye. Yeah, Thor Just, did lose his eye. There you go. Watch there's one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and he's a god. He's one of the ones that shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how did Professor X get paralyzed? Genetics. Oh, yeah, I think he was born that way. I, th- I thought he like could walk and then could no longer walk. Yeah, he had some oh, special drug that he was taking, but he was like fucking with his psychic ability. Oh, never mind. He got hawkinged. <laughs> <laughs> he got hawkinged. <laughs> All right. I also watched the Predator. Garbage. Absolute oh, garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> Actually, great. it Did might you be watch it before you watched Aquaman. Uh, yeah, I watched Pred- the Predator before I watched Aquaman. Yeah, you yeah. might have been soured. Yeah, you might have no. been- Grumpy mood. No, I watched The Predator quite a while ago, oh, uh, okay. like a, more than a week ago. And I would say, all I'll tell you is this. Uh, the reason why the Predators are are continually visiting the Earth is because they're going to uh, inhabit it. Because um, the temperature is rising due to climate change. Yeah. Oh, once, no. And once the uh, Earth raises to a certain temperature and all the humans kill themselves off, it'll be a perfect climate for the predators. So they're just like monitoring our climate change and ready Ugh. to take over our planet. And that's like the underlying storyline there. So you oh, take, take that with you. and they're, uh, just, they're just landing on Earth making Trump jokes. <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely bullshit movie i can't could you tell the female predators apart from the male predators no fucking assholes vaginas have mandibles uh probably they probably do but they didn't point that out the whole thing is just i mean the the main guy boyd holbrook he he held his own in terms of what he was given 
and I do like that guy. I think he's got a future, but uh, yeah, I'm done with, I mean, the only movie worth watching in the Predator series is the 1987 Predator, which is amazing. And after that, like Predator 2 is probably like a, a good, bad, fun Danny Glover installment. And other than that, it's all just th- throw it in the garbage and stop it. Yeah. How did the, how did the- how did an alien franchise have so much fun? The Predator franchise just like keeps making these like, oh, we fucked up again remakes. <laughs> I don't know. They, it's a great creature. It's a great idea. It's just like nobody understands anything anymore. It's like all these movies are blowing it out. And even in Aquaman, it's like, okay, well, let's have these massive underwater battles with this terrible CG and like fucking stop it. Like, oh, my God. Yes. Back to that. Shouldn't they? Uh, there's no differentiation between movement speed on land or in water just some bubbles i feel like there should be bubbles and streamlines behind one how are they talking and hearing each other two shouldn't they be moving like if you're going to do normal speed underwater shouldn't you be super fast on land like yeah that's why you're super strong yeah it's like swinging into the practice bat before you go out (sighs) yeah and we're like we're like trying to figure out the rules like apparently patrick wilson or orm as he's known um uh, apparently he's just not used to being above water so it's kind of you know it's offsetting to him but apparently it doesn't matter whether you're half and half you can still if you're atlantean you can just pop up to the surface and breathe normally i don't yeah you got enough you got enough elitist blood in there yeah. apparently living in your entire life underwater also doesn't like turn your skin into soppy scaliness it's just a nice nice white sheen on patrick wilson there and how do you project your image in water like across the ocean mm. Mm, Orm's got some telepathic water hologram capabilities. Oh, yeah. I forgot about all that. (laughs) I just bought... Momoa killed it. Line and sinker just from the jump because I was also confused for a long time. I was like, how does... Because they they didn't really give you much exposition for the first, like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, how does he know so much about Atlantean politics if he doesn't go down there? (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't find out for a while that Willem Dafoe has been like hanging out with him since he was a kid. Like, right. You just think he just hops down there and he's like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only cool thing about that movie to me was the first move by Orm where he like, you know, where they did those tidal waves and put all the plastic garbage and, and warships <laughs> on everybody's beaches. He's like, fuck you. He's like, fuck you. But they never even really linked that to him. Mm. It's implied, but yeah. And Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, he's, I'm Mermaid Dad. Ugh. Oh, and then the, yeah, Orm just like, stab people. Orm stabs the fisherman guy, <laughs> King, yeah. and then goes to the daughter, like, you're going to fucking put your army behind me, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> you Jesus. loved it, Nathan. You're no. talking yourself up right into it. Like no, you- I didn't. I didn't. You know what else I didn't love? Of course. You know what else I didn't love? The Meg. Awful. Yeah, Meg sucks. Yeah, terrible. I've watched most of it again. (laughs) It's just as bad. Garbage. Absolute garbage. You know what isn't garbage? Vox Lux. All right. I can't confirm this. Pretty good. Interesting. Very unique. Natalie Natalie Portman uh, movie about her being like a rock star thing. Lady Gaga esque. Yeah, but it's not what you think it is. It's like uh, it's actually kind of interesting. Also has some narr- narration from Willem Dafoe. So. You might have to give us more if you want any of us to even consider watching Okay, that. well, it opens up with a school shooting. Okay. Was she in the school? Yeah. Like as a kid? Yeah, like he comes in and she's like, 
a part of the class. Pow in your face. A part, a part of the class, and she's and she like says to him, she's trying to reason with him, and he's like, "I'm already done." And then he just kills everybody in the room, but she survives the school shooting, and she writes a song about it that launches her into stardom, and then she like becomes a total fucking douchebag. It's uh, kind of uh, yeah, wraps back around on itself. It's kind of interesting. It's unique. You don't you don't expect it to be like all out gun violence in a school like in the first ten minutes because it's about this Vox Lux, uh, you know, Lady Gaga esque thing. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Holy shit! And then the song's actually pretty good that she wrote. And yeah, and she just like you know the fame just like poisons her and turns her into a fucking douche. Just like every year, climate change causes more school shootings. No, no, it's no. They don't actually har- No, they don't uh, try to make any sort of. Um, no, I get it. They just exploit it. For the of it. Yeah, they just, they, I don't know, they use it. And uh, to, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I mean, if you could rub someone the wrong way, I guess, but it didn't rub me the wrong way in the way that they used it, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't even know. I, I think I was a little bit aware of this movie. It was on the show. Yeah, it's because of that <laughs> Natalie Portman. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Natalie Portman being a douche, so. It suits right. her. That, that could fit for you. Does maybe. she masturbate with a banana, though? Uh, no, that only happens in our chat group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more thing. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. We were checking that out the other night. It's a David Fincher executive produced like, I, anime I, shorts. You watched I, how much of it? How much did you watch of it? I think I've a handful like sporadically, like but yeah. not in sequence. Uh, we watched... I think we just let them run in sequence and we watched about six of them and none of them were really that impressive except maybe the first one was kind of interesting, but yeah, I think it's the only one I remember as well. Say it, say it again. Like I, yeah, I can't remember it. Love, death and robots is the name of the series. And the first one was about that, like uh, creature fighting in the arena where they were like telepathically controlling creatures. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I know you're talking about, no, that's, that's not, I saw one as well in the, in the mix. I had the same like takeaway, which was that mm, these aren't that great. This is kind of like uh, Amazon's attempt to do Black Mirror. What was theirs called? Like Electric Dreams or something? <clears throat> um, oh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, they have a similar sort of like B version of uh, Black Mirror. Isn't Black Mirror a Netflix show? Yeah, so they made it um, their own C version of a B version of their own show. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. I can't pull it up quick enough to, to comment on it. I think you just don't know how to open it. I can't talk and search at the same time. Just ask, ask the intern to do it for you. He's supposed to uh, stop being insolent. No, I only read what's given to me. Oh. Oh, there's also, if you like, it may it may bring it up now that you've watched uh, the Love Robots and other stuff, because there's a couple of animated ones in there, right? A lot of them were animated, yeah. Yeah, was, yeah there's, a, there's some other animated show on Netflix that I came across. I can't remember what it's fucking called. It's some weird, like, Brazilian... What? It's like some weird, like, Brazilian... Uh, animated show it's like creepy it's got like six or seven episodes and it's just about a dude that's a dj at a radio station during the apocalypse oh yeah and he just tells like weird stories and there's nothing that great about them but the vibe i just put those things on in the background and just like let them loop because that's just like i don't know it puts me in a weird like comfortable state of weirdness oh. yo it came up we saw the i think we watched the trailer for it, it reminded yeah, it's very me of that welcome bizarre. to night vale podcast there you go there's some like yeah some city name well, I need something good to happen because lately everything I've watched is garbage. So I need a good thing to occur soon. Yeah, we. What, what did we get into lately? There's one that we're forgetting. Well, we've just started watching. They probably already watched. Oh, it. they probably we, watched it. We we are we just started watching the Orville. Um, 
We've watched uh, like the first like three episodes. It's very funny and good. Yeah, I can see you continuing that for a while. I've I've never had a chance to jump into into Star Trek, so this is like my chance to jump into something Star Trek ish. And it's uh, you can tell you can tell that uh, uh what's his name Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. This is he's he's been doing Family Guy for twenty years to do this. <laughs> yeah, he finally gets his like the one thing the the thing that he really loves. I'm a little concerned that that Seth will go too far because all the stuff like I always thought like Family Guy to me like everybody just like. I feel like everyone laps it up and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit too, like, too much. Like, it just it moves at a pace where I'm just like, eh, slow down. It is it is so uh, it is so in love with Star Trek and he's playing a relative straight man. Yeah. That I've, I've, I've heard this review of it going into the show and coming out of it, I can, I can, uh, you know, second this opinion, which is that, uh, this go around in terms of like them doing that other star the star trek tv reboot whatever what's it called discovery i don't remember star yeah. trek Matter. discovery yeah uh old school star trek fans prefer watching orville for the star trek feel than the new star trek <laughs> there's, there's too many subtitles in the new discovery we were trying to get into discovery but it was like a whole episode of subtitles and klingon politics and you're just like okay fucking forget it <laughs> yeah. yeah i put off watching the the orville for year, forever since it came out because i assumed that it was going to be seth mcfarlane in the sense that it would be like cornball and slapstick like family and, guy and, and, Rick and morty had sex and it's not it's yeah. it's just a really good show yeah he plays like a, a captain <laughs> who's like just kind of depressed because of a bad marriage and he gets a chance to have a ship but it's like the shitty ship and the shitty route and the <laughs> shitty team yeah, but he helps you know build him up because he's got he's the he's just happy go lucky because he finally gets to do what he wants to do. It's, it's kind of charming actually. Yeah. Would you liken it to Galaxy Quest at all? A little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah there are definitely some characters in there that are that are <laughs> that remind me of the Galaxy Quest characters. Yes, for sure. I remember us doing it on the upfronts, and we were both I think like, oh, Seth MacFarlane and Fox. Yeah, no, this has leash. Even if it's yeah. not good out of the gate, they'll give him like th- a three six like. Like it, he'll get three seasons minimum to figure it out. Yeah, I think so. they'll. I think they'll stick it for a while. The mm-hmm. characters and like the plot lines and everything are. You know, you could parody every Star Trek episode ever made and just keep doing your show in perpetuity. I imagine. Well, that sounds like something we'll uh, we'll consider. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, need to go check out us because that sounds like a surefire entertainer. Yep. And I um, recently just watched the one I love. Finally, isn't that? Oh yeah, no, that was one that Daniel burdened to me about the clones, or like they were going to therapy and they went to a house that was recommended to them by their therapist, and they found copies of themselves, and it got really weird and existential and and just nice, bizarre. What's it called? The one I love. The one I love. You burdened it to me. It's just a very low key like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. Nothing. I don't remember it. <laughs> right, Daniel. Are you sure I did? You burdened it to me. And it's good, so you should rewatch it. <sighs> Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale. And... and that guy. What is that guy from? Oh, God. He's a guy that he made creep. What's his name? I burdened the time travel movie to you. Mark Duplass. What time travel movie? Safety. The one with him and Safety. Not, right. Safety not guaranteed, yeah. And you also burden the one I love, yep. Mark Duplass, and he and his wife are having trouble, 
and they go to a, a place. And oh, does she like like the clone better or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Same feel, though, with safety not guaranteed. Similar, just like feel-good, sci-fi, lo-fi, whatever you, whatever you call it. Yeah, what is it? What is the term for that? Because that's that's kind of become like a like a a very popular genre, and rightfully so. Sci-fi works well when it's when it's kept real tight like that. Yeah, that's what I like. Close proximity and like one interesting idea, and just like and horror. Yeah, and horror and sci-fi go so well together because they tend to bleed one to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game's going to overtime. I'm going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> right. I would. Right. Uh, I would say. Uh, you know, I would call us that well more reason to watch us Mm -hmm. and yes amanda's right dallas and vancouver are going overtime so i guess we better uh bid you adieu get going put five on it Uh, it is awesome to me that he has turned a classic uh rap song into now a horror staple it sounds cool the way he slows it down that bing 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 like the little (laughs) creepy uh, piano and everything it works perfectly And in closing tonight, we would like to advise all of you to check yourself and organize your people. All right. <laughs> also, you're going to want to do that before you wreck yourself. <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself and organize your people. And you know all the, all the shit. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to do an outro. I'm not going to tell you to go to blah, 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 dot com. Um, we are, though, going to tell you to go to patreon.com. Put five on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fine, do it. <laughs> <laughs>